1: Well, now you're with us, so thankfully you're with us. Um, listen, I thought, you I I was convinced that may, maybe inflation still peaked in June, but I think people did not expect an uptick, and it's been kind of uh, stock market's been in turmoil ever since we have the Fed Reserve this week. I mean, were you surprised by that CPI?
0: Um, you
1: know what? I think
0: it was a surprising surprising number on some parts of the report, not all. Um, I think we knew that gas was going to come down. I think that we knew that the price of food remains high. I think the acceleration really surprised us, meaning that the the amount of the increase in, in food, for example, up 11.4% from a year ago, the biggest annual increase since May of 1979. And then the shelter category, huge, because that was up by 6.2% annually. And when you look at the, just think of this for a second, what takes up the biggest part of your household budget, like the cost of usually your rent or your housing. And if that's accelerating, that's putting a lot of pressure on households. So the numbers were not great under the hood of this report. um, And the Fed's going to get busy this week.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting to me, and I didn't know, I didn't even really, maybe it's my ignorance, but I didn't know that the stuff like rent factors into the CPI. And people tell me, and I, I don't know this myself, that if, if, if rent is that impactful in the CPI, then maybe it's not going to pull back anytime soon because rents aren't seen to, to ease anytime soon. Well, it's kind of a weird category, shelter. And here's why.
0: A lot of this country owns their real estate, owns their, ha- their shelter, right? And the way that the government has to try to make that number all-encompassing is it says, okay, if you own a home what would it cost you to rent the equivalent place that you live in? Hmm. And that's great. That's true. Except that a lot of people own their homes with fixed rate mortgages. So they are not experiencing the problems with shelter as many others are. So the numbers are somewhat accurate and somewhat deceiving in many ways. Because I think a lot of people are like, well, I have a 2.875% 30-year fixed rate mortgage from a year ago, so things are fine in my family, like gas stinks, but now gas is down, I feel good. That's why you have an interesting kind of a dichotomy of experience. It's also why what we know has always been true. Inflation really hurts people at the lower end of the income stream, because they don't own real estate, they don't have fixed rate mortgages. And the things that really do impact them are rent, our food, and our gas. So thankfully, gas is coming down. But you know, listen, we'll see the Fed is probably going to go by 75 basis points this week, three quarters of a percentage point, the third time in a row, which is kind of um, unbelievable. When you think about a few months ago, we were like, Oh, my God, Three quarters of a percentage point, the largest increase since 1994. And now we're going to have three of them. Yeah, that's it's pretty remarkable. So the Fed's going to be very aggressive here. And I think they've got the leeway to do it because the labor market remains pretty strong.
1: We're talking with Jill Schlesinger, uh, CBS News, and of course, Jill on money right here on WTSU News Talk 1080. So that brings me to this stock market, which seems to be kind of in a free fall. And oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let's not use that word. Well, I mean, it seems like
0: free fall seems a little aggressive. Let's say it's falling. Well, it's
1: been (laughs) down 3000 points in a month. And all right.
0: But but what I think is fair to say is that the market had clawed back up. It's giving back some of the gains because people are back in the same mindset, which is, are we going into a recession? Can companies make money in a higher interest rate environment? And when consumers are under pressure, that's the
1: same question that we've been asking for six months. But what's the impetus a to invest or what's what's the catalyst to make it go up well, you know, I don't know where the p-
0: top and bottom of markets is, and nobody does. So what I do know is that people who stick to their game plans and just keep plowing money into their retirement accounts in a methodical way usually end up going through these periods very happy. If the you're the kind of person who wants to say, I'm out of the market until everything's fine, right. you're probably going to be a loser in this because market timing just does not work. You know, we recently got some data out and was like, oh, 50% of uh, stock mutual funds where they were managed- out, um, actually beat the index against which they were measured over the last year. Great, except when you look at a longer period, very few beat the index. Okay? Yeah. And by the way, most of them just end up closing shops. so there's like this weird bias of the ones that survive anyway. So the reality is, stick to low-cost index funds, have a diversified portfolio, you know, hold your nose and maybe avert your eyes as you're doing this, because it's scary, but just stick with it. You're going to be okay if you just do that. It doesn't... require You know, I think that investing, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors that a lot of people kind of put out there. It's very, it's a very simple equation. If you stick to your game plan, you will be fine over the long term. If you start to think that you are going to be the greatest Warren Buffett stock picker in the world, you're probably going to be a loser. There you go.
1: Jill, thank you. Take care. Uh, Jill Schlesinger, Jill on money. And of course, um, CBS News. Baseball is back.